Hello everyone, hope you all been well. Today on the Ghost to Others podcast, we're going to be talking with Lisa Bishop. We're going to be talking to her about the history and the hauntings of the Cottage Cafe in Plover, Wisconsin. Also, we will be talking to Lisa about how she got into the paranormal and also how she started her paranormal group. So please join us on this journey with Lisa. Lisa, thank you so much for coming on Ghost Travelers Podcast. How are you today? I'm doing real well. Thank you. You're welcome. If you could, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came across the Cottage Cafe? Um, well, I've been doing uh, paranormal investigating for about 30 years. And uh, I've lived about four miles from um, the cafe. And for 12 years, it was closed. And there's always been um, talks of it being haunted. And so our team has always wanted to go in there and investigate. Well, after a motorcycle accident and me changing my, um, what I did for a living, my work, I used to work at a paper mill. Um, I quit the mill, I bought the cafe, renovated it, um, and we started doing, uh, we ran it as a restaurant or a cafe, and then I did ghost hunting on the side there. So uh, that's what I've been doing for the past, well, let's see, past eight years. I've been there doing a lot of ghost hunting. We have, uh, it's kind of neat. We've gotten uh, um, EVPs. We've gotten uh, video. We've got, um, we've seen apparitions, full body apparitions. Um, so it's been, it's been quite interesting the past eight years. Um, if you could, before the place uh, closed down, when you first heard about it can you tell us a little bit about the building's history before you came across it and purchasing it sure it was built in 1850 um so it's one of the oldest buildings in portage county let's see it was a house of worship there was some deacons that lived there i I guess um it was um a brothel at one time for about eight nine months there was it was like a rooming house in a sense where I know that the people that owned it lived downstairs and they rented the upstairs to a few um, people. Um, and then in 1982, it was turned into a restaurant and it was a night, um, um, a supper club from 1982 until 2000, 2001. And then it was closed for 12 years. Um, but the thing that was interesting was that um, the people that, owned it as a restaurant they didn't want to tell us that it was haunted but all the stories we had heard um the people that owned it first the glasses that they um that they got at the place they thought there was something wrong a defect because they would just shatter and so they sent a bunch back and they contacted the company and they said there's nothing wrong with the glasses and uh, the problem is is they put they put a bar in the beacon's bedroom apparently he didn't like that um, we never had any problems with glasses shattering until um, four years after we opened when we started talking about it more. Then next thing you know, a glass would be just on the counter and just shatter into a million pieces. It was like how a windshield would shatter in these little pieces. You couldn't tell if it was a stem glass or not. Um, we had about eight glasses shatter like that for no reason. Um, uh, they also had... They said that the lights would be, at night, lights would go on and off when no one was there. 
Um, they'd hear people, they'd hear walking around upstairs. Um, I know that the person that was doing the books that night said that uh, they would hear something or see something and get freaked out. So then they'd close up, run downstairs, get in their car, and they'd look up at the office window. And they're like, I know I turned the lights off, and all of a sudden the lights would come back on. Oh, wow. So, and we've talked with the people that have the gas station next door, and the people that work the night shift said, yeah, they've, well, we owned it. They said, yeah, the lights, they noticed the lights were on last night, you know, late at night, and then back off. And I'm like, we leave, we have all the lights off. And when we came in, we check, and all the lights would be off. But they would say that the lights would be on at night, you know, here and there. Not all the time, but, you know, occasionally. Now, for the electricity keeps coming on and off, uh, before you thought it was paranormal when you guys first owned it, did you have an electrician to uh, check it out, see if it was like, any bad wiring or old wiring? Most of the place was rewired when it was turned into a restaurant. Um, and the lights that would come on, you know, when we talked with our electrician, he's like, he doesn't see nothing wrong with it. And we never had, like I said, we, we would check and we'd make sure that the lights were off when we'd leave. And the gas station guy would say, yeah, lights were on last night for a little while in the one room. I'm like, okay, everything's locked. We have our security cameras inside and we never seen anything, but we didn't have any cameras in that room. We do now, um, now that we've been doing more um, paranormal investigating, past two years I've had the restaurant closed. Um, I do have camera security cameras in a lot of the different rooms so if we're sitting downstairs we can pull up the security cameras and see if there's any activity now that's cool have you captured anything uh, really interesting on your security cameras or seen the in that room the lights turning on and off it, uh, on the cameras itself we haven't on since we just set them up but on our security cameras we did capture one of the glasses shattering when no one was in the kitchen at all. Um, and that was kind of freaky because it was sitting in a glass rack ready to go into the dishwasher. And all of a sudden, um, we heard like glass landing on stainless. And we ran in there and the glass had shattered. And when you go back and look at the security camera, it's like this um, foggy image of a hand comes up when the pieces go shattering and they go all over the um, the sink area there, stainless, and then this shadowy, this, uh, it's like a mist of like a white mist of like a hand goes back down where, um, into where the, where the glass was. So we've got that on tape. We also have, um, we had a, a sconce that we were putting in our office and we had it sitting on a chair so it wouldn't fall off and, uh, we were in the other room and a half hour later, we heard this noise. We opened the door and here's this sconce on the floor, broken. And we're like, that doesn't make any sense. You know, so we, we went back and looked at the security camera for the office and it rocks. Like it gets pushed once and doesn't go over and then gets pushed again and then goes over. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was kind of freaky. Um, the other thing we have is one of our cameras, we have just a a still shot of it. We didn't get a video um, of an orb. We seen this orb when we were watching, we used to call it our ghost cam. We had it set up at the front door, pointing at our stairs, going upstairs. And when we first set it up, we were in the other room about 30 feet away. 
and all of a sudden we've seen an orb come out of like the bar room and then turn and go up the steps alongside the handrail. Well, two nights later, we were watching it again and the orb came from the other side of the handrail and then went up the steps and we captured a still shot of it going up. So it was kind of cool. That is pretty cool. So yeah. why do you believe um, a spirit was trying, is uh, breaking glasses? Do you think he or she's trying to get your attention in some way? I think when it first opened up, it had to do with the bar being put in the deacon's bedroom. Um, and then when we started having the problems with it or when it started happening, we were more or less wondering, we were talking with people and they'd ask about the broken glasses and we're like, well, we haven't seen any broken glasses, so we don't know, um, what it looked like. And, uh, so someone that we know that's a psychic says, well, maybe they're, you know, since you guys are curious, they just wanted to show you what happened. <laughs> so that's why we had, you know, glasses breaking in different areas. Wow, that is very interesting. So why do you believe your cafe is haunted? Well, there was, um, over the past 150 years, well, let's see, 170, 171 years old it is, um, there's been many owners, over a dozen different owners to the house. And according to what I've been told, um, a lot of the spirits like the house and they are attached to it and they just want to stay with it. So that's, and when we're there, we usually talk with them. So, um, we have a lot of pictures, um, of a lot of the older owners and some of the ones that we believe are there. And we've actually heard some of their names on, uh, when we've run like a, like EVPs or like a spirit box, um, stuff like that. Um, we've asked the name and we've gotten names of some of the spirits there. And then some of the psychics that have come through have identified some of the spirits by um, telling us that they talked with the spirit and they said, this is their name. Do you know anybody by that name? And then we'd show them a picture and then they'd say, that's the person I remember I seen. Um, so, and so, you know, a lot of that going on when we, I mean, so we've had, I, I bet over 50 different psychics there. Oh, wow. Do you, when you started your reservation of your building and started your uh, paranormal investigation business, um, throughout the years, have you got any um, audio evidence say that they do appreciate you um, restoring the building from what it was before it was like closed down for 12 years? Well... We did have one of the psychics tell us that um, a few of the lady spirits that are there um, were enjoying us have um, the dinner groups. We had like, um, you know, the red hat, the red hats or whatever. It's the older ladies groups. Um, we would have them um, have little um, evening dinners in the parlor or we had a few uh bridal showers and so we'd have ladies groups and stuff like that in the parlor area or downstairs and uh, the psychic said that the the spirits there the ladies they enjoyed the parties there at the at the that we we're having um but what was really funny the first month that we started renovating the first thing we did um was go room to room take all the furniture the tables chairs anything off the walls we washed down the walls if they needed to be painted. We did some painting on the trim and stuff. And uh, 
we, like I said, we moved all the tables and chairs into certain areas away so we could, you know, get these rooms cleaned up. Um, so this psychic that we know, she calls us up and she says, I have a message for you. She says, but I'm not sure what it means. I said, okay. She says, she said, they want you to move the chairs back. She says, does it make any sense to you? And I had to laugh and I told her, I said, I'll send you a picture. We had taken all the chairs in the cafe and put them into two different rooms and just stacked them all up. And then the tables, we had done the same thing and stacked them all up so they were out of our way so we could clean the walls and the ceiling and paint trim and do whatever. And then slowly, um, we had to shampoo all the chairs because um, they had been sitting for so long they needed a good cleaning. But they wanted the chairs put back and I said, yep, I know exactly what you're talking about. I said, tell them that as soon as the chairs are clean and the rooms are clean, we will definitely put everything back. Wow, that would that's kind of sounds like a really cool personal experience for you guys to share each other um, for the spirits and for yourself, eh? Yeah, that was that was pretty funny, you know, to, to get a message like that from one of the psychics when she called us. To, you know, she she didn't know what we were doing there. She just knew that we were there um, getting it ready, and she had no clue that we had moved everything like that. Um, and then once we opened, um, while I was in the kitchen, it was like 5.30 in the morning, we had the doors open in the kitchen, propped open to let the heat out of the kitchen in the morning. And uh, my sister had gone to the office, and she says, I'll be, I'll be in there if you need anything. And I'm like, okay. So I was just by the prep table chopping up stuff. And all of a sudden, over my left shoulder, I could see something walk by. And I turned to look. And there was a lady in a white lace dress. I could see through her. She walked right through the kitchen and right through the other door. It was like about a 10, 15 foot area that I seen her go through and then just disappear. And I was just like, wow. So I went to my sister and I said, did you just walk through the kitchen in a white lace dress? And she looks at me like, right. And I'm like, she said, what'd you see? And I said, and it was the funniest, you know, to see somebody walk through the kitchen when you guys are the only two there at 5.30 in the morning. Um, and then about six months later, we had an evening uh, dinner. I think it was a murder mystery dinner, and my cousin was helping me. And she was at that same prep table, and she looked over, and there was a doorway to our coffee room, and there was a lady standing there in a white lace dress, but she had a white veil, lace veil, covering her whole face, and she couldn't see it. And I walked in through the swinging doors as my cousin is reaching towards the lady and saying, don't leave. And I was just walking in, and I said, no, I'm just getting here. She goes, no, her. And, I, and it, she had seen this lady in lace. Um, and at least six months to a year later, when we had a, paranormal investigation one evening we had invited these two psychics to come and sit in on it that way if anybody had any questions they could help answer and uh one of the psychics had gotten there early and i hadn't met her yet um and i heard somebody at the back door and i was getting some snacks ready in the kitchen so i opened up the back door to see who's there and there's this lady there and she says oh i'm Tamara, I said, oh, hi. She says, I'm Val's friend. I said, okay. 
I said, oh, is Val here? She says, no. I said, oh, I, I heard you talking with somebody. She said, well, you have two very insistent spirits. She says, they've been bothering me since I pulled up here. And I was, she was getting her, um, she has this bag she carries for drawing. And I didn't know she drew, but she draws spirits. And she says, they were bothering me. And all they kept saying is, are you going to come in and draw us? Can you draw us? Are you going to come in and draw us? And she says, let me get inside and I'll get my art supplies out and I'll draw you. <laughs> So then she comes in and I said, okay, I said, well, go sit down wherever you'd like and showed her the room that we'd be in. And she sat down and she drew a picture of this couple that was, was bothering her to get their picture drawn. Two hours later, I went over and talked with her and I looked at the picture and it was the lady in the lace dress that had walked through the kitchen on me. I was like, oh my gosh. And she was wearing this white lace dress. Wow, that's pretty cool. So, um... Have you done any research on who do you think this person might be that keeps showing it's herself to you? You know, um, we're trying to go through and look. We do know that one of the ladies that lived in the house used to make lace, and she was famous for her lace, and I cannot remember. My sister might know her name. But one of the ladies back in either the late 1800s or early 1900s um, but she was very well known, I guess, for her lace. So, and that's who I think it is. On top of that, um, there was a psychic that was at the cafe for lunch one day, and she said that, I didn't know she was psychic at the time, and she says, where are the bathrooms? And I said, down the corner. And she went in there, and she, she came back, and she says, oh, she said, I didn't have to use the facility. She said, one of your spirits was calling me to that area and I didn't know, you know, I was hoping that's sort of either the bathrooms or someplace public that she could go into, not like walk into the kitchen. And she said that the spirit was in there and she says she was upset because her husband gets all the credit and she never got any credit and she was very famous for her lace. So it's, we're, we think it's her. So we're still doing some research. We're looking at um, old photos. And we've been doing a little bit more lately. Um, so it's kind of neat. Do you, do you believe that she is a residual or an intelligent haunting? Oh, I believe she's an intelligent haunting. Um, the residuals that we might have is um, like when there's ladies are in the parlor having lunch. Um, there used to be, let's see, back in the day... Um, the ladies that would wear the bigger um, dresses that would, I don't know, when you'd walk past the table or something that you'd brush up, they'd brush up against somebody. Yep. And every so often, um, people that were in there said that it was either a cat that would brush up against them or like they said like if a lady walked by with a, a long dress and it would just kind of rub up against them. And, you know, that I might, um, could be a residual with the way that this lady has been um, interacting with us. You know, that was, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. I'd like to get more evidence or more um, EVPs. We've, we do have some EVPs, voices on tape of different things. We have a, there's no piano there up until two years ago. And about five years ago, five or six years ago, um, we have piano music on our, um, as an EVP. 
We also have a lady singing a scale of opera um, as an EV piece. That was pretty cool. At like 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night when we're there. Wow, that so, is pretty cool EVP stuff. Um, it would yeah. have been it will be interesting to hear um, that opera uh, voice mm -hmm. on it on an audio. That would be pretty cool, eh? Yeah, we do uh, when we do our investigations. We usually have someone sitting at the computer that'll like last time. Um, I ran through our EVPs from the cafe. On when people were having their breaks and they took their breaks downstairs, I would run and let them listen to what we've captured here or show them pictures or video of the stuff that we've captured. But our best our best EVPs are actually of uh, uh, a little girl on the Queen Mary. So, have you ever been there? I have not. That's actually on one of my top uh, locations that I have always wanted to go to, especially since I have a... a a true passion for the Titanic and since the Queen Mary's is like just like the the sister of the uh, the Titanic yes and I would really like to go see the the Queen Mary because I have a true passion for the the Titanic I stayed on the Queen Mary at least 40 different trips there Wow we've gotten so much activity when we're there that we've and the thing is, it's been closed now for a while, and they're waiting for someone to um, retake over, running it as a hotel. But I was there last March, and uh, so that was pretty cool. What kind of evidence have we got from the Queen Mary? Um, mostly EVPs. We've got some photos. Um, we might have some video. We haven't gone through all of our um, recordings. Um, it's just time just having the time to go through and, and watch everything yeah that we recorded was the hard part the evps um are really incredible the ones that we've gotten from there that's, we a little girl talking to us so it's class a evps it's just awesome yeah that's one of the locations that is one of my dream locations to investigate for the short amount of time that we have left um what what would you say is your favorite piece of equipment that you really like to use in your investigations on your personal cases and also at your uh, cafe? Um, the voice recorder, I we've gotten so many really good Class A EVPs that I really enjoy the voice recorder. I know that a lot of people like using the spirit box or stuff like that because it's you know the real-time EVP, but you've got all that extra static in there Yeah. where... I mean, like on the Queen Mary, we've got a, the little girl. She says, um, "Jackie wants her sister, please." You can you can hear it plain as day. It's just awesome. Um, we've gotten EVPs all around. You know, whenever we go on investigations, but I just really, you know, a good digital video or audio recorder. Yeah, the audio recorders are my own personal favorite because. When you play back the, the voices on the, the recorders, it feels like you're kind of uh, connecting with the spirits that you're trying to communicate because you can hear their actual voices and their vocal tone. And when you play it black, when you play it black to them, you can, and they sometimes uh, interact with the voices that you play back sometimes. Mm -hmm. What we found out was while we're there at the cafe, because our team would sit there in the evening 
and instead of going upstairs and doing any investigating or anywhere else, we'd be sitting in the bar area at a table just chatting. Well, any of us that would have our voice recorders on at that time, we would hear them interact with us and like like they're interact they're answering questions or you know while we're talking. So it's kind of neat. Yeah, it is. Uh, for somebody that would like to reach out to you for saying, hey, I'd like to investigate your cafe and stuff like that, do you have like a website or Facebook or an email that they can reach out to you on? On the Facebook page for the Cottage Cafe in Plover, um, I'll answer any um, messages there. I've got groups right now that wanted to come this Friday night. Um, so I'm waiting to see what, if they're coming or not. Um, also we have, a our paranormal team is Stevens Point Paranormal Investigators, SPPI. Um, and that paranormal, that Facebook page, um, I also answer the messages there, but the Cottage Cafe, the one, um, it's Cottage Cafe in Plover. Um, can't miss it then. I mean, anybody sends me a message there. I get back to them usually right away. And also, I'll put all the links of your Facebook pages of your cafe and also your Paranormal Groups page. I'll put it okay. in the bottom of the description of this uh, podcast for my listeners can go click the link and they can uh, contact you as well. Sounds real good. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, well, everyone, I think that's all for this episode of Ghost Travelers Podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. Take care and travel safe. I would like to say thank you to Lisa for coming on the Ghost Travelers Podcast today. If you would like to know more about Lisa and her Cottage Cafe, please head over to their Facebook page at The Cottage Cafe. If you like this episode of Ghost Travelers Podcast, please give it a positive rating and leave a comment down below and tell us how we did. And also, please consider on hitting that subscribe button for new episodes on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays as well. Before you don't miss a new episode thank you for listening this is your host pj for ghost travelers podcast take care and travel safe